Well, ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your television set. It is your boy, the Double It is not Wednesday night. It is not the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is now the NXT Review Wrap-Up Show with your boy, Throwback. Your boy down below, the man in the chair, Mr. Parrish himself, and the franchise, Double B. What is up, boys? What is up with this NXT 2.0? What is it? You taking my line? What's good? How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I know that this show was kind of... And in some spots, the Mandy promos wasn't that great for me. Um, but I, that main event was everything I thought it would be. But we'll talk about more in depth. But I mean, there's so many things going on in this, and that three women's tag. Oh my god, that's just it was just one of those train wrecks waiting to happen. Do we honestly listen to Man- Mandy Rose talk, or do we just watch? Mandy Rose. Hey, let's be honest. No <laughs> one is watching for Mandy Rose's conversation. But I mean, <laughs> I just want her off the TV. So everybody's like, "What?" I'm like, I, "I we've seen the same thing she's doing as she did on the main roster." It's like, "Come on, you know, do something different." I mean, I might be the one percent in all this, but still, I'd rather have somebody who can actually take that spotlight. And use it to build themselves instead of be like, I'm the best because I look like this. It's it makes it makes that talent look superficial. It's not not a good look out, anyways. Well, I just think it's really funny that everyone wanted to get rid of the diva division, and then here we are 10, 15 years later, and all these pretty girls are going back to the diva division. And then it's like, okay. Well, have you guys actually moved forward from this? Well, here's the thing, too. If you want to get technical about it, every when Triple H was running NXT 2.0, or NXT, I'm not going to say 2.0, but when he was running NXT, um, the women were actually wrestling. They were having top-caliber matches. They had gimmicks. They were they were like you and I. They were workers. <coughs> Excuse me. Why, don't, why don't they bring back, like, the, instead of, like, caring about okay which legends are you bringing back for the royal rumble why not bring back one for nxt so they can actually work like grayson waller is with a styles why don't you actually put somebody in the ring to help them elevate their game instead of just wasting and wasting our time listening to them talk because you don't want them to wrestle as much well nxt 2.0 is all about sex appeal you know you got bronson you got Braun breaker good looking guy Muscular, talented athlete. <clears throat> then you got Grayson Waller, another good-looking guy. You're pushing the sex appeal there. Then you're pushing the the culture, so to speak, with Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams. Then you're pushing the sex appeal with Toxic Attraction, but you're not pushing the fucking wrestling. That's where I, I draw the line. That's why I don't watch NXT. But for you tonight, throwback, I watched it. Two hours, eight minutes of my life that I will not get back, which could have been cold. Hey, 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 hey. I, just, <laughs> I said that if I needed someone to help be there, I knew you would be there. Because uh, the, wicked crazy, the Wicked Crazy crew stepped up too, Parrish, and we also had Drew Nicholas wanting to come on. But, you know, Drew's yeah. an awesome guy. And... You know, we still have a lot of talk about. We might as well talk about the Rumble a little bit towards the tail end because since Paris is on, we might as well talk about that stuff too. But for here, 
with this NXT show that we have, we do a lot of things in depth too. So it's like this Mandy Rose promo was all making her like superficial. Oh, it's about me. Oh, and then it turns to toxic attraction. What I liked about it is the ending and Kylie Ray saying, and she is one of the best women's wrestlers, I think, ever in this current generation besides the four horsewomen. I know I'm a huge British fan of the NXT brand, but her saying that, oh, you, you don't show up to defend the title and stuff, you know, and then she destroys the photo shoot, which is funny. And she knocked the camera off and they had the vision of the camera flipping out. But she's right. It's just you have a champion that just wants to show up when she does. Then I know that's part of her character. But if you're going to have legitimate challengers, give me Mandy and Kaylee Ray at a takeover or better yet, do make it a main event match because then it's worth something. And right now, all after last week where Mandy won the title at New Year's Evil, it doesn't seem like there's any strong contenders for her and. Kaylee Ray's the only one. Why does everybody freeze on this show all the time? <clears throat> well, let's, let's... <laughs> to be fair, my like, so I don't know what you so, guys use in the states um, for ordering yeah, food, but mine place keeps calling me because they don't have what I ordered, and it's really annoying that they chose now to call. <laughs> and it's like they called six times. If I didn't answer the first five, maybe stop calling me. I mean, for us, we have Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Yeah, we have DoorDash, but I use like what we call skip the dishes, and they're kind of tools. Um, but uh, the one thing I like is that at least Kaylee Ray is getting like some time, and she's a focus. Because I don't know about you guys, but as soon as they took the title off of Raquel Gonzalez, I was so happy because I thought she was very vanilla as a champion. And there wasn't a lot of substance with her outside of the one feud she had with Dakota Kai. So the fact that they brought in Kaylee Ray and maybe we might see Ginny come come across, I think we're finally going to get some women who actually not only can talk the talk, but walk the walk the way we wanted to without having to go back to the whole, hey, look at me. I bought a lot of mo- I spent a lot of money on my on my chest and I have a lot of makeup on. Like, we get it. Like, if you're not pretty in WWE, then you're probably the best pure wrestler in the company. <laughs> uh, that company is well, known for hiring models and turning them into wrestlers. So let's. I mean, look, look at the Royal Rumble. You got Summer Rae. You got, you know, you got all these models coming back to wrestling. But even Coca Cola haven't wasted that much plastic in the Royal Rumble this year. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, look, let, let, let's start with the beginning of the show. Tomas, I mean, um, Braun Breaker, your new NXT world champion, your NXT champion comes out. And I didn't realize, because I watched the the match where I watched the New Year's Evil show. I didn't realize that Rick Steiner was in at ringside or was mm-hmm. in the front row. He looks way different now, eh? Oh, well, he's a he's a freaking real estate agent now, dude. Come yeah. here. <laughs> But like he money. does not look anywhere anything close to what we last saw him do, yeah. and like it's just that extreme. But it, it was nice to see Rick Steiner be allowed in WWE. In well, I don't think the issue with the WWE was with Rick Steiner. It was. I just, think it was, I just think it was Scott 
Well, Rick you know, didn't do himself justice either back in the day. It's like, well, if someone has an issue with my brother, they got an issue with me, you know. So <laughs> I guess that's the way they looked at it, you know. But but yeah, um, guilty by association. We know that one all too well. Yeah, exactly. Performers. So so he comes out and 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 he just like he puts over he puts over the fact that he's the NXT champion, but he also puts over Rick Steiner. And he says that uh you know that that um that uh, brought that that Tommaso Chapel went out there and thanked Rick Steiner and put him over and like you think about stuff like that like why if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna put that out there if you're gonna be like hey my dad Rick Steiner was at ringside and I won the match with the Steiner recliner and you know stop calling him Braun Breaker yeah he it, it's actually his Braun idea Steiner. to use Braun Breaker though. Okay, look, how long have you been wrestling? Since 2004. But okay, let, before you ask me the next, next question, this is his reasoning to why he yeah, said he wanted Braun Breaker. He said his entire life, he's been known as Rick Steiner's child and Rick Steiner's kid. And when he actually decided to go into, pure, uh, into pro wrestling, he was always going to be Rick Steiner's kid. This was his one chance to actually do things on his own merit. And for that, I can actually commend him because unlike someone who just entered the women's Royal Rumble, I can respect people that didn't want to live off the history of a family. Oh, no, I totally get that. I totally 1000% get it. Um, I would want my children to have to, like, come up in the business because of my name. You know what I mean? I get it. But we all know in the world of professional wrestling, in Fuck it. Let's be honest. In the WWE, Vince McMahon will never let you come up with your own name. Never. Even on the NXT level, would never let you come up with your own name. Do you think Ember Moon chose the name Ember Moon? No, she did not. Do you think that all of these guys that came in chose to change their name? And were like, yeah, I like this name. I want to use that. And they've never had any professional wrestling experience. I call bullshit. Well, Braun Breaker didn't do I much before WWE was a, either. He was just like anybody he, else he who got hired, and they're like, "Okay, this is what we're going to call you." But no, he played professional football too. But that's, that's not the point. I'm sure. The point is, if you're going to take the guy's name, and you're going to be like, "Oh no, by the way, you're going to be called this," what do you think? They're not going to give you a list of names and let you choose your name, especially if you've sure never do. done shit in the. Bray Wyatt chose his name Bray Wyatt. You know. <clears throat> This this sounds like a wrestling match brewing, like long term booking here. I just think too, like you gotta you gotta be better than the name. Like you gotta make the name though. Like you can't just let a name define you. You gotta you gotta define the name, right? So I totally one thousand percent agree. If you you just like the title, if you got yeah, yeah, you're a champion, big fucking deal. But if that if you can't make that championship mean something, then it's not the belt that makes you. It's you that makes the belt. Same thing with the name. But the point I'm getting across is he comes out, he puts over that his dad was there. He puts over that he's the new champion. He he'll he'll he puts over Tommaso Ciampa's former champion and everything like that. And he says that Ciampa went out there and you know thanked his dad and stuff like that. Well, you you've been the WWE has been so pushing that name away, but yet you're gonna bring it out right now. So then fans have been calling you Bronson Steiner the whole time. You know. It, it's just like the WWE thinks that fans are stupid. That that's the point I'm getting across. Yeah, they think their fans are stupid, and the people watching this podcast, you guys are all intelligent individuals that, that join us every week on BiasM.net because you love what we got to do. You love you love the content. 
He loves the fact that you can become a slam chest, a slam tastic slammer by going to slamchats.com, donating to the channel. You love that stuff. But the WWE thinks that you're stupid. And I I I fucking hate that. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> I just do. Um they just want to be able to own the name, right? And that's that's just the business model they have. I mean, they they do, they can't really own somebody's real name. But even a guy like John Cena flat out says, like, John Cena is my real name, yes, but I'm, it, it is kind of WWE's property in a way, too. So do you really want to give WWE your name, or do you want to at least give them, like, something else? Well, that's why I think, like, company, like people do, like, nicknames like AJ's, you know, uses his initials and stuff like that. So, I mean... You know, but they AJ has his own intellectual property overall, not WWE. So I'd be more if they change like Samoa Joe's name to like like something stupid. But I mean, I just think it's weird that so like and like so many people are getting so upset about Braun Breaker's name. But then why aren't you calling Baby Uso Baby Uso or something else too? Yeah, Solo (laughs) Sokoa should not be, you know, Solo (laughs) Sokoa. We'll get but, to that in a bit too about yeah. Soa and. But the fact is, like Braun Breaker, Soa. since since he started uh, coming on to TV, has been absolutely killing it though, and that's something that, like, he's been not only the face of the NXT 2.0, but I think he's a main reason why it's still a thing and not. So, I don't hear a lot of people saying, "Huh." I really wish they just wouldn't have like like obviously people don't want it change from what it used to be but at the same time like he's at least a glimmer of hope that this 2.0 is going to actually succeed because of how well he is so what i'm going to do is is that i'm going to quote our boy ed uh ed fry over on love wrestling with that parish knows well and i've talked to ed a good amount and they had the turnbuck um you know what i mean the turnbuckle show that they do turnbuckle talk yeah and Ed was on, and he said that, and it made a good point that NXT is going back to their old roots. Now, it, it makes sense that they're doing like the three or two thing where they did originally when NXT starts. But for me, I th- and I'm literally going to be chastised on Twitter. I really don't care. I get that a lot. I, I'd rather be the heel <laughs> than anything. But any, but nobody's <laughs> nice on Twitter. Get out uh, of no. here. Yeah, no, but I'm an, <laughs> I'm a nice guy. A lot of people t- tell me, I it for me. I think it's too early to give break of the belt. I think there's a lot more challengers to get him up there, and then when he gets that absolute moment, let's say at a takeover, uh, at Mania or something like that, just like make that moment really special and have him go for it. Because a lot of people are thinking he's going to get moved up before the Mania in 2023. I think if you give him a little bit more longer and, you know, make him work hard for it, extend the feud with Ciampa, it would have made it a lot more special than just having it on, you know, a a specialty episode where you could have it on a takeover. I really hope that they ask AJ to stay down there and work with some of these kids because Braun Breaker against AJ Styles would be phenomenal. Well, they hinted at it when AJ came out about Carmelo and AJ, so I wouldn't be surprised if Carmelo ends up being in the Rumble and that sets up a North American title shot. Carmelo Hayes is already the MVP of 2.0. You know, I gotta agree, man. I mean, the dude has a little skill. Gotta love that Boston boy, man. 
He's on. He, he's got that great mic. He's got great mic skills. He's great in the it's ring. Because um, Benoit killed Canadians and Edmontonians for WWE wrestling <laughs> <moving> forward. <laughs> that is the stone cold truth right there, my friend. Um, <laughs> he, he's just over. But okay, so this whole Santos Escobar and Zion Quinn thing with um, what's her name? What is her name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez as the winner, as the prize. Okay, so we talk about we, we talk about respecting women in the industry, right? <laughs> so Electra Lopez is the prize. She's the, the the prize for this match. Like, you know, like when you go to the fucking carnival and you throw the rings and shit, and yeah, get the ring over the the little fish the little fish tank thing, and you get the fish, and it's like, oh, we get a booby prize. Is that what this is all about? Yeah, this I is know, some right? fucking John Laurinaitis booking, man. I'm so tired of that shit. Um, but Santos Escobar, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal wrestler. Mm-hmm. Diane Quinn, um, <clears throat> he's really, really good, and he makes everything he does look really stiff. It, he, it, a lot of the stuff he does, it's stiff, but a lot of the the movement and the action, like you could see Escobar was helping him, the but he was. Yeah, the whole match, but he was picking a lot of stuff and learning along the way. So for me, I I thought it was a decent match, but you know, the ending kind of made it suck. Literally, I mean, you, you kind of have to feel bad if with that kind of ending of a match. But I would have just loved to see like a DQ and just let them go for another week. But I understand they have to end it and give Escobar something different. Well, Legado del Fantasma has been screwed so much. I mean. That whole feud with fucking um, Hit Row and not getting called up. And I mean, well, they still have their job, so I guess they didn't get screwed too much, but not getting called up. And then, like, you take the Cruiserweight title and the North American title, and now, like, they're just a click with nothing. That's why I would love to see them moved up to the main roster. And I say this because I think Escobar could be your new Andrade. I think the guy talks well to the point where he can keep a job. The only person I don't think is ready is Electra Lopez. But you got the other two that would be a welcome addition to the tag division that you desperately need more muscle on on either Raw or SmackDown. But Escobar could be one of those amazing talents. And I just don't know if you really need those three in NXT 2.0 anymore. Well, I mean, Elgato de Fantasma, I mean, two of them could be in the Dusty Cup. We don't know that yet because the brackets haven't been fully announced. It starts next week. Oh, no. So, I mean, no. you can, two of them are probably going to be nope. in there. It started tonight. It started tonight. Well, I mean, like, the first full round. Well, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah, the qualifying match happened tonight. So, these guys are going to qualify for... Thing. But I, I, I'll, I'll get to that later because I got some. Whew, I got some shit. <laughs> that. But I, for me, it's just like I could see them in there. Obviously, MSK is going to be there. I think MSK is going to be the first time two-time winner in that tournament. Um, but you know, there could be a surprise entrance. It might be both of you guys in, in that dusty. We don't know who what WWE is going to pull out, especially with what's been happening recently on the with main roster and stuff. <laughs> yes. So who knows what's going to happen I about really that? Hope it's grizzled young veterans. 
I would hope so. Please. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it's going to be a good tournament. I'm excited for it. I just still don't understand why I have the women's in February. You know, if you're going to do a tournament, have both of them side by side, because that way you have a match next to each other to co uh, to basically accommodate both of them and end this tournament at the same time. Unless they're planning to have like a February ma uh, event Valentine's Day massacre again, which, you know, some of those specialty shows, they're hit and miss at times. Let me ask you this. Sure. And in, 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 in this, this is just not really a shot at, well, yeah, it's a shot at NXT. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Um, He's going to be like Carmelo and take his shot. Yeah, and I don't miss. Look, <laughs> with with the way this this show was was presented tonight, there were some great matches that could have been even better. Mm -hmm. Like you look at these matches on paper. Like for instance, um, the Dusty Classics. You got Edris and Elfrey and Malik Blade, and they wrestled Joe Great Joe Gacy and Harlan. I fucking hate Harlan. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like like Parrish knows if you are a professional wrestler. And you've had no fucking matches whatsoever. You're just a guy who looks like Brock Lesnar. You've had no professional wrestling training whatsoever. Would you give yourself a nickname, the God, the Destroyer of Gods? No. Well, I don't know to package him to be like a bootleg Batista when he was with Devon either. If you go to his Twitter. <laughs> His Twitter handle was the Destroyer of Gods. But this fucking guy had his whole, like, he had merchandise and all of this shit. I, I know someone per personally who met him, and she is in a different type of industry. And she sends me these <laughs> screenshots. She sends me these screenshots of this conversation she's having with this guy. And he's like, I'm going to be debuting on Raw in like one week. And she's like, Oh, that's awesome. You're from Minnesota? He's like, yeah, I'm from Minnesota. Well, what do you know about Minnesota wrestling? I know Brock Lesnar. So mm -hmm. what do you know about Minnesota wrestling? Oh, no, other, there was no other Minnesota wrestlers. There was just Brock Lesnar. Um, Hello. Larry the Axe inning. You know, you got like, you got fucking. You got so many. Brad Reagan, you got so many fucking people. Like you, you, I was like, are you fucking serious? And she says, well, yeah, he says his nickname is this. And she sent me a screenshot, and I was like, the destroyer of gods. This guy can't even run the fucking ropes. <laughs> Has he taken a three-quarter roll yet? No? You fucking suck. So they put him in these matches. They, they put him together with Joe Gacy. Now, Joe Gacy, I just got to be honest, man. Joe Gacy's gimmick is way the fuck over. Mm -hmm. If he did it the right way, way the fuck over. And I just go He should be the guy that takes the title off Braun Breaker in my eyes. Bro, bro, he is the new he is the new Bray Wyatt. He he kind of yeah. reminds me of like a hybrid like Bray Wyatt, but you add a little bit with the way he his demeanor is and stuff, like Paul Bearer, kind of like you know how Paul's tone and delivery when he speaks. Like Bray does it a certain way, but he seems like in a hybrid of both. Like he watched Bray do it and let's watch you know Bearer do it and just combine both of them and that's why he seems like he has that delivery and presence I I kind of like Harland to almost like Kane and then like the 90s Kane where he was wearing the mask with no 
conversation at all. And you know, Harlan looks Gase, like nails. Yeah, he he's fucking Kevin <laughs> Kelly. He's nail. He's a broke down generic nails. Um, Johnny Ace was like, "Hey, I remember this guy named uh, Kevin Kelly, and uh, yeah, he used to wear a prison outfit. We can do that. Put some tattoos on this kid, and yeah, we can make him a star." And he's fucking horrible. Except he looks like a deformed thumb. <laughs> oh my god! Someone caught him. A, someone caught him a dirty piece of cauliflower. <laughs> but look, look, and 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 no no offense to throwback, but like you're 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 a podcaster like we are, mm-hmm. but Parrish and I are in ring individuals, so we kind of have like a a little bit of a. You have more of the sense of it because you do it on a daily basis. It's like the equivalent of me saying, I know how to change an oil on a car and all all that stuff, and you have no clue. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I get it. Hey, Edmonton, we run on oil, all right? Well, yeah, true statement. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't won a a cup in a long time, but anyway. Um, That's one of those against Boston, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I like this guy. I like this guy. Thanks for the setup, bro. <laughs> oh man. So oh, wait till um, wait till all the trash talking that goes in the wicked crazy chat. That's gonna be fun. I love it. I love it. Um, so we we I totally gloss over Cameron Grimes beating Damon Kemp. Well, who cares? That was a quick I, I like yeah, I like the well part of it where um Grimes' kick looks in the camera and says, I'm only going for gold. Grimes, then Grimes shows up a few minutes later, leaning on the key on the Bentley that freaking Hayes has. Oh my god, that's that was just so funny. awesome! <laughs> you looking for your keys? You looking for your keys? <laughs> um, so we we get Joe Gacy and we get Harlan to cut a promo, um, before their match in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Which I'm I gotta be honest with you guys, I'm excited that NXT didn't X the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I was so tired of them just taking everything and throwing it away. At least the Dusty Rose Classic is still there. So, um, and Edris Anofe and Malik Blade defeat Joe uh, Joe Gacy and Harlan by disqualification. Let's talk about mm-hmm. this disqualification. <laughs> was it a talk that Harlan went out there and freaking went on a loony bin? I. You mentioned Gacy's like Bray Wyatt a little bit. He kind of reminds me of like, I, you know, Luke Harper kind of deal. Like something like he, Harper will literally just go out and destroy people. And then just, you know, Bray's just sitting there in the rocking chair in the early NXT days and not, and just basically talking and stuff. <laughs> but it was like all of a sudden he's just sitting there and it's just like the road runner went like all haywire and went into the mental institution and destroyed people. It was just, it, it doesn't make any sense. How are they going to get into, you know, the Dusty Cup now, considering the fact that they got DQ'd and lost? Well, if you really want to be technical about it, I was thinking about this as you were talking. Um, I don't think he's more of a Luke Harper or even a Bray Wyatt. Joe Gacy is a very happy Waylon Mercy. Oh. <laughs> See, that's literally what I was going to say. A modern Waylon Mercy, man. Who actually, no, ironically movie. enough, is a giant inspiration to the early Bray Wyatt character. Bray Wyatt, yep, the early Bray Wyatt character, including the um, blue shirt and everything. Yeah, but it's, and I like, 
like if you guys ever watched the movie Cape Fear, that's where I always thought the Bray Wyatt character came from. It, it did but actually it really seemed like a positive version of that character that Robert De Niro played. Mm-hmm. But then it also has a weirdly creepy spin that you can kind of like just because of the way modern people are now, like it's either like you just derive your own narrative and believe it. And that's exactly what he's doing now. So like in a weird way, he kind of reminds me of Twitter too, because they can argue (laughs) a stupid point to make sense. And this guy does that and he believes it. And what I love about him is that it doesn't matter if you like the heel. What makes a great heel is that he believes at least 1% of the bullshit that he says. And because of that, he's a believable heel. What I love about him is that he believes in 100% of the bullshit and it makes it so much more captivating because he doesn't give you everything, but he gives you a lot. And you don't realize that you've been given a lot because he's just that good at what he's doing. Like he is one of the best promos in WWE right now. And it's just so good because he can captivate you so much more than he actually wrestles. And that means he has star written all over it. Yeah, he totally does. And you know, what's really funny that you, you mentioned that um, he has, he does have the, the amazing ability to captivate a crowd and you know, he, he sucks you in and he makes you a believer. I can even go one step further. Cause you've mentioned parish, like keep fear. What about Anthony Hopkins in Silence in the Lambs? Like that whole tone, like the the smart witted, you know, g- guy who can basically make you feel like I don't know if he's that diabolical yourself. yet. That's it, the one. That's the one thing that they they'll have to get to is that he actually has a side that when you get too close, that like he gets you. Because the one thing I have not seen out of him yet is the fact that, like, he has that kind of, like, like I don't want to say Viper reference, but it's like that instant killer quality that's like, nope. Like, if you get past a certain level and you're too close, you're done. Well, I haven't seen that yet. I met with Silence Lambs because, you know, the Anthony Hopkins character was a psychopath. Yeah. So, like, Gacy kind of feels like he's holding back that trigger when he's in the ring, he lets it out. But when he's outside of it, he has that demeanor. So I think it's like a almost borderline psychopath where he's just like trying to hold it, hold it. And then when he goes in the ring, he just lets loose. I think he has that, um, that Bo Dallas type of gimmick. Well, you know, Bo Dallas was always like, you can believe. And, you know, he was so like, Evangelist, like an evangelist, like he was like like um like Jerry Farwell. You know, he was like the guy. He was like Jim Jones. Like, Come to me, drink my Kool Aid. You know, like he's so he's so captivating that you just like wow, this guy. And he says all these stupid buzzwords, and you're like, wow, he's really like interesting. And then you're getting so interested in him, and you're like, oh my god. And then he's like, boom, snap. You know mm-hmm. I mean? If we're really putting movie references with them. He's basically Robert De Niro's Cape Fear character mixed with uh, the uh, the main guy. Uh, I forget the actor's name now, um, but from American History X. Edward Norton? Edward yes. Norton. Yeah. 
and like that cult. That's a good. That is a good reference right there. That is that is a because, fucking good reference. <laughs> because he can get you to follow him, but he's he's very capable of controlling his emotion. It's just when it's constructively okay for him to let it go, he does that. But even at that point, he still has it controlled, and it is very scary because he knows when he can put the foot down, and he lets you know that, and then he pulls it back because he knows it's not time to do that. And then when it's time to do that, he has. And that's that's creepy. That is... That's a good take. That is very good. That is like, if you ever watch Criminal Minds, and they talked about some of the deranged, like the ones that you can trust, these are the guys. Yep, I, I mean, agree. He kind of also has that idea, if you look at it, like just in, you know, crime in general, he kind of reminds me of like, you know, Ted Bundy, kind of those things where it's just like they're very silent, very smart, and they know when to strike. So that's why, like, you know, if Bray Wyatt ever does return to the WWE, I would love to see Joe Gacy against Bray Wyatt. I would love to see that dynamic really go. Because if Bray Wyatt can go to the Fiend, I would love to see what other end Joe Gacy could go to. Because if he's as creative as he is talented, that's a really dangerous thing for him moving forward. Because that means he's going to get called up soon. And if they don't have faith in him, then there's just a really different disconnect between WWE and the talent. I think once the Dusty Cup's done and they move Grayson over, I think a good opponent would be would be Ciampa because of the physicality Ciampa can bring. And just see how Gacy reacts to Champa's style and stuff like that. That could be an idea, but we don't know. I mean, they're gonna end up in the Dusty Cup, and it could be them versus MS. Uh, you know, every other tag team in this whole tournament destroying them and stuff like that. So we'll see. Time will tell. But I really hope MSK wins. I really do. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I just got a, I just got a very, just, I just got a very disturbing phone call. Um, hey, can we go to a quick commercial break? I gotta make sure this is taken care of. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Get your hair cut, you go get your hair cut right. You head down to Big D's Barbershop. Big D's Barbershop, Vancouver, Washington's best and brightest. 1019 Main Street, Vancouver, Washington, where you can go get your hair lined up, cuts, fades, shampoos, conditions, and all the great things that go with supporting a local barbershop in a local business area. You can also reach them online at www.bigdsbarbershop.com. Go get your haircut right. 
These are more than just the sounds of a safe place to go after school. These are the sounds of interest being ignited and of mentors making an impact. At Boys and Girls Clubs, we don't do just one thing. We do whatever it takes to meet the needs of every kid who comes through those doors. Because whatever it takes is what it takes to build great futures. Great futures start here. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, guys. I uh, got a message that um, it was a COVID situation, and now I have to figure out if I uh, need to go get tested yet again. <laughs> Welcome to the world of COVID in 2022. Welcome to the world we live in. Yeah. Anyway, so. I remember finding about out about COVID. It was on my birthday in 2020. It was fantastic. Oh, man. Happy my birthday. You got COVID, Parrish. So no, no, no. It was March 11th, really 2020. It. That's when I found out that, like, it was a thing coming into where I oh, lived. yeah. That's right. I was like, yay. And my boy right here, he just got over COVID, so I'm pretty yeah. sure he's trying to get that shit again. <laughs> my dad tested positive for COVID last week. Um, a very prominent professional wrestler that I work with is currently in ICU dealing with COVID and pneumonia. I'm not going to put his name out there because that's not my business to do, but um, shout out to him. Um, yeah, and now the situation just kind of dropped in my lap, so i got to figure that out. So let's get back to this uh, Dusty Classic. You know, we are talking about you guys talking about... Po- to quote a line from the, the New Day, all about positive things. All yeah, positivity, positivity, that's right. Um, the crowbar on a pole match. Oh my God, Tony D'Angelo, D'Angelo, Tony D, Robert De Niro of professional wrestling. That's so Tony Soprano of NXT versus uh, Pete Dunne. Before we get into it, because Tony D'Angelo, with all this, you know, this, if you really want to go to the basis, and if you're from Boston, he kind of has that essence of all the Italian mobsters. But he kind of reminds me of like Whitey Ford, like no, not Whitey Ford, Whitey Bulger. <laughs> I know Sorry. What you're <laughs> yeah, because Bulger would wear different types of hats and glasses and stuff. Wow, why am I getting Ford and Bulger different? Um, Whitey wear the ugly ass uh, crushed velvet. Um... <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm talking about like he would basically like anybody crossed him, he would put them down and stuff like that. And it seems like D'Angelo is trying to go that route. Forget about it. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> I love the guy's gimmick. The guy was a meme, got the gimmick over. I mean, shit. <laughs> he made it work for him. He's one of those guys that took chicken shit and made it chicken salad. I mean, hey. Well, I mean, he's the guy that just committed to the character. And what I like, too, is that his in-ring style backs up his character. And because exactly. of that, it makes the whole thing believable. And I know... You can attest to this. If it's not believable in the ring, then you're not going to get many people believing in anything you do at all. So what I love about this guy is that when you're in a fight or you're in a match that the violence is a little bit up, the physicality is up, he belongs. And I like the fact that when he's up against a guy like Pete Dunne, who you kind of have to step up that physicality, he can really go. He can really make it believable, and I like the fact that if you're going to put Pete Dunn match against 
anyone in this style, it is Tony D'Angelo because those guys actually mesh very well together, even though Pete Dunn is more technical of a violent and Tony D'Angelo is more of a brawler. It's still fun because yeah, they actually know how to mix their two styles very well. I I love it. I I mean I Kate Hinsler and Alex Polowski, they do a NXT review show. And the show is basically revolving around Alex doing voices. And him and Kate are just having the most fun time, right? They're laughing, they're joking. And 99% of the people who do Super Chats, which, ladies and gentlemen, you can do that here. You can donate to Biosim.net by going to www.slamchats.com. That is www.slamchats.com. It is scrolling on the bottom of the screen in case you want to know. Um, most of the people that donate to the, do the Super Chats, they only want to hear Tony D'Angelo. They want him to do William Regal, Tony D'Angelo. Like they, want, they, they, they love the character. The character is so over. And his wrestling ability isn't what they're loving. They're loving the fact that he's such a gimmick. Well, it takes a lot to have a crowbar on a pole match to make it look good. And Tony D'Angelo not only defeated Pete Dunne, but they used that crowbar in ways that only Edge and Brian Danielson and the big dog, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, used in that triple threat match. I mean... In your mouth and your back and your butt, there it was putting it everywhere. Sounds like a good Friday night. Oh, yeah. god, it sounds not horrible, <laughs> and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> right. Updates oh, tomorrow, think, people. Weird, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, shit, man, Japan someday today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do, you, what do you think about that, Mr. Throwback, sir? <laughs> Crowbar, oh. God, there's so many freaking <laughs> jokes with these things. My girl calls me the king of puns with all this stuff. I mean, I, you know, it was, I, I'm going to say this much, right? This match was going to be physical regardless because you got two really physical guys. And um, Pete Dunn is well known for his hardcore kind of style, his rough and tough one. I mean, he is the bruiser way. But I, I, it was interesting because Tony D'Angelo literally with this whole feud was going tit for tat for him. <laughs> and some of those things with the crowbar, like the finish in this was just like they said, oh, he KO'd done. If, K if they really KO'd done, he would literally have a mark on his head from the crowbar. They freaking swung it at his shoulder. Um, it's just this match was just like remind me of so many gimmick matches. It's just there's a litany of it. Like remember like Chris Jericho in a shark cage and like, you know, the kendo stick on a pole match. It's like next thing you know, they're going to be like, Dude, you get a contract to date. <laughs> next one is you get a contract with Mandy Rose for a date. Like these stupid, weird, <laughs> crazy gimmick matches. It's the time it's to do your Otis impression now. Oh God! <laughs> I'm waiting for the biggest match of all time. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman on a pole match. <laughs> you know how many people are saying that too. I, I if they ever do that, they're gonna pull, put Heyman. It's in going down. Match. Can you at least do the down. Paul Heyman in the cement truck match? Because oh it'd be God. really funny. Paul Heyman with cement boots. <laughs> Just like you know when they like 
you know, quote unquote, killed Paul there in this. Oh my god! And then take like, a rest in peace. And does this? Just, like, uh, I want to see Paul Heyman in that. That'd be hilarious. Since Tony D'Angelo is, um, his family is in sanitation. They should have a sanitation truck match. Oh boy! The is dumped in a trash truck. Only if Metallica's "Welcome Home Sanitarium" is the theme song to that. Oh my God. Then I'll get behind it. You guys, do you guys watch any of the Marvel, any of the Marvel TV series? Yeah, Hawkeye was awesome. By the okay, way. so you know the Hawkeye had the the bros, the <laughs> the tracksuit yeah. mafia. Yeah, look, Tony D'Angelo in his wrestling gear belongs in the tracksuit mafia. Oh my god, I was thinking <laughs> that too. I was like, "Hey, bro, hey, bro!" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he stops, get his his bucket, his ass kicked for, with by Kate Bishop, and he's like, "Yeah." That whole scene where, and sorry, if you haven't watched it, you need to go see it. But I'm going to spoil it. One of these scenes is where Kate Bishop's turning around and say, talking about how the captive is asked, talking about his girlfriend and how taking her to a concert, he doesn't want to do it. And she's like, you need to do it. Sometimes you have to do stuff you don't want to. And later on in the series, they're fighting and, they're, and she's like, thank you for helping me. And he oh, yeah. whooped his ass. <laughs> was, uh, um, God, what's that? You know, Jonas? It was one of the Jonas Brothers groups. Um, God, the Cake by the Ocean group. I can't think of what they were called. Dance. Whatever they were called. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, go yeah, the she loved it. I'm not going to know any music that you probably <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, he's a tracksuit mafia guy. So every now and then, I'm, I'm just going to throw out tracksuit mafia references. Um, <laughs> the velour outfit was way too much for me. If that's a thing. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a gimmick. Now look, in the surprise good match of the night, because I was truly surprised that this was going to be such a good match. The six woman tag team mm-hmm. match, <laughs> dude. I'm all about Wendy Chu. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you can do a, a a Northern Light suplex in your fucking pajamas and bunny slippers. You have made me a fan. Okay, so I'm gonna say this, Wendy Chu. You know how many now are people are gonna do blue chew references? Be like when she does a suplex. If you need to be have a big suplex, you know, you should get a Wendy Chu. <laughs> so the love wrestling uh, chat was insane about this because it was either you loved her or you hated her. And it was hilarious to me because, well, I like <coughs> to stir the pot as much as I possibly can. So Dude, if people are over the pot, my friend, let's if be real. people you are like over the top it. mad, I like to just take that knife and twist it a little bit. And then I like if anybody's like over the top, like happy about it, I, I like to hand them the knife I, to twist I really it. Like you. you, you know what? You need to come on the Roundtable Person podcast on a Monday night, man. We just totally bash on Raw. You need to come on there because we well, we have a blast on that show. Hey, <laughs> why think, not have him on here every week? Me and him can just bash dude, NXT yes, all day. Yes, I, I think you guys, yeah, I'm a, I, man, I'm not bashing it. I'm just saying, like, I think it's hilarious that uh, I don't know, like I I'm not a big 
believer of like if you don't like well i know sir i'm a believer like if you don't like it then you speak out but if you like it then speak out too because i don't think enough people speak out about the things they like i think more people speak out about the things they don't like but 90 percent of the people that like talk crap about it i'd love to see them try it before right well I, yeah. i'll be very blunt about it wrestling there's no chance in hell especially after being epileptic there i'm just lucky to be doing this right now that's the hey if the bellas can do it anybody can um and bro you look really at, look want, at it this way uh, i want to be honest. Been wrestling i'd rather watch you for a year with he's been wrestling a year with uh i just Vertigo, don't need to get so. hurt yeah but let, i get let, hurt let's watching be honest Bellas. I mean, let's be honest. Do you really want to have somebody who has full has grandma uh, catatonic long seizures do a bump and all probably of a sudden boom? Not. Yeah, not. <laughs> that right there will probably be an insurance hazard. I'm just saying. yes. <laughs> so this is the closest thing I can get. So I mean, I'll take it and run with what I got. But well, yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're welcome here, brother. You're welcome here. No. I mean, for me though, chew. Like the way they set her up last week, we were like, "Who the hell is she?" It it, it almost reminded <laughs> me of like, you know, the, like a Sandman character, like the little kid Sand. The, oh, what is it? Um, they used to be like the the snails or something like that. The glowworms, how they all dressed up and they and it remi she reminded me like with all the colors and stuff, like a glowworm from a toy back in the eighties. Look it up, guy people. If you don't know what it is, really look it up. I'm looking uh, it up. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot find it on, on on Google, guys. Maybe someone else would be a lot faster at finding it, but I cannot find it. Is that um, like a really sour candy, too? Yeah, that's what, be, I, yeah. that's what I found. Yeah. It's like Sugar. what gummy worms are, but like they're sour and they're brighter. Yep, yeah, I, it found it. <laughs> I found it. I found it. It's, I found it on eBay. Oh, <laughs> I found it on eBay. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. You're just going to start laughing. <laughs> but for real, like, it, 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 she, it reminded me like an old school, like, you know, glowworm toy where it's, they got the cap and all the gown and stuff like that. And just like, you know, when she starts ready to go and start fighting, all of a sudden she starts glowing like she's all ready to go. <laughs> I'm an 80s baby, man. This is gonna work. But I, I love this match. I loved how like she's just sitting there whole sleeping with the freaking cord on there, and then they tagged her, and all of a sudden, boom, she goes freaking she all runs wild. Crazy. <laughs> I just it, it was so funny because like like I'm I'm watching the I'm watching the video. Like I'm watching my I'm looking at my phone and I'm playing a, I'm playing a game with my daughter. And I looked down and I said, she's wearing bunny slippers. She's wearing Northern Light Suplex and bunny slippers. It's <laughs> like, what are you looking at? I'm like, look, she's in her fucking pajamas. To, to be totally fair, poppery. I have, there's been conversations between me and a few other people that if we can create a group and wear onesies, we would totally do it. Because Bro, it would be I'm hilarious. In. I'm in. You, <laughs> I'm in. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about now. I remember these ugly glow worms. <laughs> my dog. Yes, I remember. My sister used to have one, and me and my brother used to set them on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. We, we but I mean, kids. just the, 
just like the style with that cap and the way it is, like all that stuff. The other thing there she reminded me of is, um, and we just passed Christmas, is uh, the Christmas story, the bunny outfit my girlfriend's daughter has, and she loves that thing, to be honest. But it kind of reminded me, like, <laughs> you know, she just went off, like, with those glow worms, you hold them and they glow. I mean, like mm -hmm. literally she looked like she woke up and was like, time to play and just went right? all crazy. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. She was like, I'm I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> she took it. She was like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Got to lay the piping. <laughs> oh man. She was like, I'm, a plumber. Like, I'm about to lay some pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Look behind me. There's enough right there. It's not There's the first oh, pipe. It's after eight o'clock, so we can have uh NXT review after dark right now. Live yeah. on, on net. <laughs> Regardless if the performers can actually stay up after dark. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying hey, sometimes you gotta come. Do not come in like Vera Mahan, that's for damn sure. Hey, I got I'm all good. I got I tomorrow off. I'm Literally just wide awake right now. Let's go. No, I don't Man. sleep anyway. I'm three beers boys, deep, by the way. It's my great. boy took a whole bunch of blue chew. He was like, these candies are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why am I going to pass out from the blood loss to the brain? Oh, wait a second. Well, I mean, of all the blue chewable things they could eat, just saying. But or could, it could be worse. But let's get, some, let's get some, like, you know, credence to, like, you know, Cadence and Karen Zaro, like literally, they they did their part and stuff like that, flying around like crazy. So I mean, I, I'm excited to see what they do in both of the uh, both these tag teams do in the Dusty Cup. But, but I won't be surprised if they put Chew in one in the Dusty Cup just to see what she can do right. and everybody make that. I I will guarantee this. She will be a meme within two weeks. Be like, she's probably Don't. a meme on Twitter. I've been on Twitter since then. She's probably already a meme on Twitter. I wouldn't be surprised either. Like all of a sudden, if you need to wake up and have your alarm for it, and then all of a sudden it's somebody pressing her like a. I was gonna say send you. <laughs> I was gonna say send you. <laughs> That's all they need to do now. Hook is passe. Now they're sending you. <laughs> do you guys remember the match where the fans started yelling like Roman sleeping? Yeah, because oh, yeah. he just like sold for an insane amount of time outside. I would love it in any tag matches happen. She just falls asleep when she's on the outside waiting oh for a God. tag. Can you imagine? She did actually. If <laughs> no, you, if but like watched... if that's her thing, and then any time like they want to tag her in, they got to hit like the alarm, like a, one of those old school alarm things. To wake her up, oh that'd be it's that ringside. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, right? Just because it, I'm gonna throw more '80s references. Why not? It's, we've already talked about glowworms today. Yeah. Um, I won't be surprised if she's bedtime bearish. Like she comes out. And oh my god! <laughs> and literally wake her up, and she turns into Grumpy Bear. Oh my god! She's gonna get so pissed uh -huh. off. Look, uh -huh. look. She's popped a whole she's popped a whole handful of blue chew. So right now, right now, she's real stiff. And speaking of real stiff, let's talk about this Boa and Sola Sakoa match. Oh <laughs> look, mm. look. I, I, I'm 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 tripping on the simple fact that we just talked about Winnie Chu, who was part of that group with Boa. And now Boa is beating the dog shit out of someone and is no face paint, and he bends his head down. 
pulls it back up and he's got the fucking face paint on his face. Mm-hmm. So um, either we're all crazy and we're all part of this delusion or um, yeah, we're just all fucking crazy. That's or there was a five story. second delay in between the taping and the backstage. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Solo Sokoa, let's just let's let's just call him Fatu. Baby Ooze. Let's just call him Fatu. Um, you hear the crowd boy. though. You hear the crowd though when they were introducing him in the background for the, with the promo. They were saying calling Uso the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, so if perfect. you realize, he also was he he did a, he cut a promo and he was like, uh, he's he can do it on his own. He don't need no Usos. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get away from the Uso name. I mean, yeah, he's trying to get from the Uso name and. The fans aren't letting it happen, just like the Braun Breaker thing. But if you want a big money payday, you embrace the Uso you better, thing. You better go fucking join that uh, I mean, that that table. That, <laughs> you go sit the yeah, table. the bloodline. Somebody yeah. asked me like why he uh, <laughs> why he's not an Uso, and I'm like, that's because he's probably the one brother who doesn't have a DUI, so he probably has wow. a line to succeed. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, those are Parrish's comments, and his alone did not reflect those of BodySlam.net. <laughs> as soon as he does that. <laughs> to be fair, though. Oh, man. He probably doesn't have a DUI. Both Usos do. So it's factual wow. information. So you see that but, bus right now? All up under that bus. <laughs> Usos are all up under that bus. <laughs> but the nice thing though about this guy, though, besides the jokes, is that he can work and he's very yes. good. And the only he's thing so I'm gonna to criticize you. is why does he look like a poor man's boxer? Well, the whole I'm not a fan of the, the shorts. He's the the uh Champion of the streets of Samoa. So he's the Kimbo Slice of Samoa? Well, he's from San Francisco. So I mean he's from from Sacramento. I mean, you know, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if him and (laughs) and Grayson do get into a tag team because they were pretty much wearing box boxing shorts all we're not gonna talk about Grayson Waller, or as I like to say, Walla. We're not gonna talk about him. Being a poor man's um, AJ Styles when he came to the ring with his little fucking hood and flipped his hood back like that, I was like, um, "Okay." <laughs> he comes to the ring with his basketball shorts and his fucking um, Jordan ones. I'm a Jordan guy, and those are the ugliest Jordans I've ever seen. Um, comes to the I ring will, with his little Jordan. I will ones. get negative when we talk Grayson Waller. I will yeah, say. He, he's he's I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah. So Saboa so and Solaskoa they go to a double countout. Now, did they even get in the ring? A little bit, and then they just started slugging it out. Yeah. Because they fought all over the fucking performance center. I think a last man standing match is totally acceptable in this case. I, yeah. I think a false guy anywhere is totally acceptable. No, I, you know what I want to bring? Bring an old staple back. Put these two in the fight pit. Jeez, that would be awesome to watch. Well... That would be awesome to watch. They'll oh, probably do a cage. Mm, no, nah, that, that that see, and that's the thing. Like cage matches in NXT are far and few, mm-hmm. which is awesome because they're a novelty match, ladies and gentlemen. Like a cage match is a match that settles the score. Like no more fighting after this cage match. Well, me and Paris, we have fucking matches all over the country, beating the shit out of each other for six months straight. How is it going to end? 
Put I'll, them in the cage. I would love to do a cage match. Mm. We do a War Games cage match here in Portland all the time. And after those cage matches, I'm pretty beat up for about a week or two. Yeah. But they're fun as fuck. They're fun. But, I mean, for me, it's just like, you know, War Games. But if the fight pit's the same thing. when It's only been done twice. It's not like a cage match where you can see it, like, here and there. You know, but fight pit would, is pretty much, for me, uh, I throw out the elimination chip, but fight pits like that end all of be all matches like Thatcher was yeah. in that. And I could see these two go at it in that cage and go all up on top of the cage and destroy each other. And it may, that fight pit is NXT's version of the elimination chamber. Well, that'd be awesome. I would I love to also now see an elimination chamber in NXT. Ooh, can you imagine? <laughs> Imagine fitting that thing in that place. <laughs> it's the whole, the whole, ca- the whole chamber is like the building. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fans are sitting outside on folding chairs, like at an indie show, outdoors, or, just chilling. That's the second window window I get when I saw Braun Strowman with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah, it, it, or better yet, it's like Vince looking at back at all the old tapes and stuff. Oh, we haven't done an empty arena match, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, these two are. In the empty arena, have already taped up and stuff like that, and they come back out alive, and they're beating the crap out of each other, and it ends up in the ring. Yeah. So then we go to the main event: AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller. And I gotta say, Grayson Waller looked pretty fucking good in this match. Yeah, he looks strong can, in it. He can bump. I will say he that he can bump. AJ's, AJ's man, AJ Styles. Look. Because he was carrying the fucking load that match. Well, mm-hmm. Grayson Waller to me is very awkward in every sort of movement he makes. Yes, he does not look like a traditional professional wrestler. He looks like a guy that's like, "This is your first match, kid, and you're working the name. Don't f it up." And he did good. I mean, he's yeah. he he did really good. My thing was <laughs> the ending, the ending was the cherry on the cake for me mm-hmm. you know aj aj was like you're good but you're not phenomenal and he's like oh by the way i got a friend that wants to see you and oh my god i almost pissed on myself because i was like please, don't <laughs> i was like please don't be johnny gargano <laughs> like please don't be johnny when la night came in i was like okay good <laughs> like okay good why did johnny you want johnny gargano why yeah man Think about it this way. You at your you're at your daily job and you have done every fucking thing possible at your daily job to the point where you're getting bored at work. Stagnant. But Jesus Christ, this is so boring. Your work ethic, your work starts to get lazy, lackadaisical. You stop giving a fuck, right? You're just like, eh, I'm gonna go to work at it. I'm gonna be at work at 7 a.m. I get up at four. I'm not going to do shit all fucking day. That's my job. You get bored. Then someone says, hey, man, check this out. There's this new job over here. All your friends are over here. I do not want to see Johnny Gargano in AEW. That dude. AEW is the most convoluted wrestling promotion now. Okay, and I agree. WWE is right there, too. I agree that AEW has a lot of people, but there, there's a lot of matches. I don't give a shit. I mean, he didn't have to sign with them. Think of all the matches he can have. Johnny Gargano, Simon Guevara, TNT title match. Johnny Gargano, Kenny Omega, 
Johnny Gargano, and 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 anybody there. Think about that. Johnny Gargano on the hook. Okay. <laughs> <We're> gonna- <laughs> so I have a running joke now in the locker room when you know and like you, you know when you go up to a guy and like you're just bored so you throw him like a like a worker shot you know mm-hmm. kind of like just fucking around yeah so i, I do that, that and i no longer sell it and i'm just like no sell send hook <laughs> don't take a power driver pop back up yeah um <laughs> i want people to really tuck in their boner about hook because he's had Two matches, yeah, and one match he had the most unnecessary no sell that you could do. He looked really good in his matches, but people are going way too over the top about what he can be. Let's just enjoy the ride. I agree with you, and that's why I said on a post show with you is that I like what I saw, there's a lot of potential, but I Mm -hmm. don't want to. Jump wait, and rush to it. It's wait the same way with really fucks up because there's going to be a time where he does. Wait, it's the same way with Breaker. I want to, as much as they're pushing Breaker and stuff like that, I want to see what happens down the line. I don't want to be like, okay, well, he's the champion. And the next thing you know, two weeks later, they pull the plug on him and be like, oh, well, he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And it, here's it's my just... thing about Hook. And I, I'm going to shoot straight with you guys about Hook. Like, I'm just going to be fucking straight up. Hook has. He has a great presence. His DNA. That knows his, his, yeah, his DNA. His fucking pedigree is all that. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the ability. He has the the he has he has the it factor. He, he has everything that you could want from a wrestler. Like he is a good prototype for what a wrestler could be. Move set, awesome. But here's the thing. All this fucking oh my god, he's so amazing. He's the new god of wrestling. Twitter has blown up. Because of Hook. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I was looking at something earlier today. Hook is the main reason his segment is the highest rated segment on Rampage. Okay? Great. Hook, sin Hook. Hook can do this. Hook can do that. Everybody wants to be a fucking hooker. I get it. Everybody wants to play hooky. Wow. Um, Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going there, but okay. Er, 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 Everyone loves Hook. I'm still waiting for Tinkerbell. So, wow. <laughs> Where's Peter that, Pan when you need that him? That might be coming pretty soon. Um, but, oh, that but could be Santa Guevara. <laughs> even my daughter says, my daughter says that Peter Pan is the biggest, the biggest heel in all of the whole the whole thing because Peter Pan was keeping kids. <laughs> like, yo, don't go grow, don't grow up. Stay a kid with me. You, you fucking kidnapper. Like, you know, um, Jackson in a right? yeah, like, it's like my daughter, me and my daughter have this running, running joke about Santa. Right. Oh, so here's, here's my thing about Santa. Oh, here we you go. You know, when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. Is he fucking peeking in your window? He knows when you've been bad or good because he's fucking spying on you. What is creeper? Right. For the whole year. For the whole year, we're talking about about 11 months, you don't fucking see Santa nowhere. But then, in December, he shows up at the mall and tells little kids, hey, come sit on my lap and let me give you some candy. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Right? Think about that. That's some some to catch a predator shit right there. (laughs) Uh, You're talking about Christmas. We're getting off track, but why don't I say this? (laughs) I have to because you mentioned this. Frosty the Snowman, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
the free only he's freaking fat and jolly freaking oh round around and he's white it's like what is it like he's giving throwing snowballs prancing around all happy what is he on that freaking white stuff all the time man <laughs> i'm gonna be the one that says he has his own shop and like child labor laws with all child the labor laws yes <laughs> They're not elves or little kids that he just fucking like, hey, come work for me. For and let's <laughs> let let's just call it as it is. Those are slaves, man. Man, <laughs> see, a man to my own heart. He he knows the business. Santa Claus is fucking doing the most over there. But if Claus. a wise man told me, it's all about the game and how you play. <laughs> Yeah, all about control and how you take it. Uh, I'm loving the mass, the New England references, considering Hunter's from New Hampshire. Oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, I'm a whole so I'll admit that. So, quite honestly, man, this show is pretty good, um, top to bottom. It could have been better. Um, I, I see a lot of potential in everything that's going on in the show. If if they lean into it and just allow the fucking wrestling to be wrestling, man, that's the problem. It's like the whole thing with Hook. If everyone leaned into the fact that, yeah, the guy can wrestle, but don't praise him too much. Don't put him over already, like make him a god. Let him earn his keep. My thing yeah. is, you want to make him so Kurt good. Angle, and he was way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to make this guy like a superstar. I, I I post on Twitter four matches, four matches, and hooks a superstar. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. Those are two guys he has to face. Okay? Kurt Angle. If you put him in there with Kurt Angle, that's that's the fourth guy, Brian Danielson. Mm -hmm. Even Fuck it. Let's throw CM Punk in there. Five guys. That's five guys. Let's see him go toe-to-toe in a promo with MJF. Then we'll see if he's a true money guy. Then, yeah. Then if if he does all of these things, he's successful. Even if he loses these matches with these guys, if he goes in there and has a stellar performance with these guys, Put strap the rocket to that kid and fucking blast his ass off to Mars. Then in a ring with Pac, just just so the fact that AEW remembers you actually have Pac on your roster. Put him with Phoenix before the elbow, like shit. (laughs) You know, like like do that. Once you do something like that, and this guy can run with those guys with no training wheels. I mean, don't get don't get me don't get it wrong. Fuego del Sol. Fuego's a good hand. He's a, he's a he's a he's actually decent worker. He's a really decent worker, but to put Hook over as such a god because of a match he had with him, and then a match he had with Aaron Solo, you praise him for all these 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 matches, but then you praise him for popping out of a fucking power driver from a four hundred pound man. But you know that's just me. No cell send Hook. <laughs> but like I, I do want to kind of go back to something we were talking about Jarni Gargano and how you didn't you were happy that it wasn't Jarni Gargano and you want him to go to AEW with all the matches mm-hmm. I'm going to throw five matches with you with inside WWE that I think okay. would be very good Jarni Gargano versus Santos Escobar I'm going to stay there next to you with that one didn't he already have that match yeah, but like let it link, like let a feud go with that. Johnny Gargano, Tomasa Ciampa versus the Usos, mm. or the New Day. I think they had those matches on Raw when they went up and defeated the tag team champions on Raw as the NXT tag team champions. Johnny Gargano versus Sami Zayn. 
PWG. Yeah, but Sami Zayn is way better right now than he was in PWG. Can't even at me at that, man. I think El Generico was the shit. <laughs> yeah, but El Generico, Generico yeah, up he the was the shit. But <laughs> Sami Zayn is the goddamn bathroom. <laughs> okay, yeah, here's a here's an idea. Here's a, High five with that one. <laughs> here's an idea for one. Um, Johnny Gargano. Nakamura versus Gargano. Johnny Gargano versus Randy Orton. I can see that. Johnny Gargano versus Edge. Johnny Gargano versus Seth freaking Rollins. Or AJ. Roman Reigns. Yeah, that, that's a dream match. Johnny and AJ. Johnny and AJ, Johnny and Kenny Omega. Those are the matches that he said he wanted. Johnny Gargano versus Tyler Bate. I think we've seen that. Johnny Gargano versus Jordan Devlin. Hmm. Mm. Okay, so these matches that you laid out, some of these matches he's already had. But some of the matches that you laid out, I would love to see some of those. Like, honestly, that's the thing. That's the thing. He will never get those matches in NXT. He's done everything in NXT. But he he can move up, and that's something that I'd like to see. And I do think he would actually do well when he moved up. The only problem with him moving up is that when they move him up, they're going to do him like they did everybody else. And they're going to fucking shit on his character. He's going to probably come up and be named fucking Beaver Cleavage Jr. or some stupid shit. Leave it to Beaver. He'll be yeah, because you know he'll be you know leave it to Cleveland. He'll be like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm the Cleveland Steamer. That's my name, you know, like because hey, Vince is because Vince is that's fucking Miz stupid. already. Come on, I mean, but you know, because because Vince is stupid, <laughs> he'll come up with a stupid gimmick like that. Oh yeah, Johnny Johnny Wrestling. He's only 175 pounds. We can call. He could be a manager to okay, but Ron do you, Breaker. <laughs> do you want to see Johnny Gargano become a superstar, or do you want to see Johnny Gargano go to AEW? And just do a billion moves for no fucking reason. I want Johnny Gargano to go where he's going to be happy. I don't think Johnny Gargano's unhappy in WWE, though. Colorado wasn't unhappy in WWE. I think they just wanted a change. It's just, you know, like you said, they've been there for so long. I don't think Gargano's going to do anything anytime soon until, like, a good example. Well, I'll use the time right between around summer, end of spring, because... They're going to have a newborn within about, what, less than a month? So, I mean, it it he's probably get waiting and biding his time before he does anything because he probably wants to make sure Candace is okay. I think him being, you know, a husband and a father I, with the way things are out suits anything, and they should be okay considering Candace is still under contract, too. I just that. rather see Johnny Gargano, if he's going to leave WWE, go to Impact. Be your own guy. Because if he goes to AEW, he's going to be latched on with the Young Bucks. He's going to be latched on with all of his friends. And I don't think that's good for him. Well, look at it this way. There are three matches I can guarantee you. If Gargano had him in any fucking company, it would be money. Mm-hmm. Gargano and John Gresham. Bring up on a world mm-hmm. championship. Okay. Well, that's one. Gargano, Carl Fredericks, New Japan Strong. Gargano, TJ Perkins. Those three matches will will fucking main event any 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 company right now as a super as a as a pure technical match. Those I like Johnny Gargano and Tyler Bate over TJ Perkins, to be honest. Oh wow. I think Tyler Bate is one of the best 
Actually, here's another one. Johnny Gargano against Rey Mysterio would be a dream match that if you don't like smaller re- smaller guys wrestling, that would be awesome. That would be one of the best matches possible. Yeah, Oscar can go. Because Rey Mysterio is a goat, and people could at me on that one. Yeah, no one better at me on that because uh, I trained with him, so I will shoot you down with the quickness. <laughs> one of the greatest things I've ever seen live in an arena was Rey Mysterio winning the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 22. I'll One of the you. most honest, inspirational things I've ever seen in my life. July 16th, 1997. Rey Mysterio, Dean Malenko, Monday Nitro, mm-hmm. WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Best WCW match. WCW never about- came to Western Canada, so I can't, I can't even come back to that, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> the closest it was was Seattle, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! And I'm all on the East Coast, man. So, yeah, he's in Boston. He don't. He don't. He's in Boston. Boston. Hey, man! I will tell you one thing about my my latest trip to Boston. Well, Rhode Island. I got to wrestle with uh brutal brutal Bobbins and uh tough Tim Hughes, and um, I flew into Boston. You follow? You flew into Logan? Oh God! Yes. And I okay. So look, I hate the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, good. Then you didn't watch last week's episode because literally I'm watching it, but we're wearing a Patriots jersey all the time. Yeah, I, I, watched it. I watched it. I watched it. I Who's put you football? over. Who's your football but, team? Who mine? Green Bay Packers. Okay, I, I don't stock in the Packers, so I got to love them. I'm, I'm a Saints um, guy. So, <clears throat> so we, we, we go to we, – we're driving past Gillette Stadium, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's open. So I jump out of the car. Oh, I heard this story. You said this one to me. Yeah, and I fuck. I found the video. I was gonna send it to you the other day. And I squat down the field and I pull my pants like I'm gonna take a shit. And as I'm pulling my phone up, I hear, "What are you doing?" And I turn, and there's a cop. I'm like, "Oh my god, (laughs) he's a sergeant too." So I'm really in the shit. Um, but, but. Yeah, he, and he, he he was cool. I shot a video with him, posted it. My brother hates me for it. He's a huge Patriot fan, but yeah, I digress. Um, the best part of that trip, other than wrestling, the was the fact that I walked into Cheers. I went to the Cheers restaurant, and I was mad because I didn't know my fucking name. <laughs> so I went there to the front restaurant. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Do you not know who I am? <laughs> I said, there, here's five um... bucks. I come back in, say my name. And they fucking did it. It was so cool. Um, yeah, that was where I probably one of the best. That and that. What, what's the school there? What's the big college just in Boston? You got BUBC, um, Harvard, Northeastern. Okay. Harvard. Harvard is this big Ivy League school. Did you meet Chris Nowitzki? Harvard is a shithole. <laughs> like, <laughs> the streets are fucked up. Like, the school looks like it's fallen apart. <laughs> it, like, it's actually several campuses too. So I was like, it's "Who all, is paying all this money to go to this school?" <laughs> but yeah, but, but other than that, Boston's a beautiful place to be. I yeah, one of the places there. you have to go to is if it's still on. There's a. I used to walk the streets in college and stuff like that, and there used to be a pub called McGreevy's Tavern, and the person who owned it because um, the Red Sox had this group uh in the early 1900s called the royal rooters 
So they were their original fan club. And the great granddaughter of McGreevy, who was the head of them, opened a bar on Boylston Street, which was now a few like a few blocks away from the starting line of the Boston Marathon. So, mm-hmm. you know, in that has special meaning now. But I mean, Rhode Island literally is like an hour and a half away from where I am. So it was a beautiful drive. Uh, it it, cool. it's a nice it's nice up going up that way, but you're better off doing it in the fall. You go further yeah. up towards New Hampshire. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I, I love the trip out there. Uh, Boston's a beautiful place. Like I said, I spilled some tea there. It was awesome. It was good. <laughs> and you also, you took almost a <laughs> poop on a preacher on a freaking sacred place for a lot of people. Dude, it was I'm the biggest heel in the fucking body slam.net right now, bro. <laughs> I'm the biggest baby face on this whole thing. I'll take it. Whatever, yeah. anything I can do, I can take it. So I, I like you. Does guys. that make me like the that. Bret Hart saying I'm Canadian then? So I yeah. can I'm Canadian like, too. So do whatever I want. <laughs> so why don't we get on this? Because we've already covered the NXT stuff. And where where are you from then? Like where I was are you? Born in Calgary. Oh yeah, we hate Calgary. Like I'm 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 an Edmonton guy. Goddamn Edmonton. <laughs> don't hate us. It's okay. Hey, so, I tell people all the time, don't blame Canada, blame yourself. So we were talking on a post show and Canadians we'll get into this. We'll get in this since I have Parrish on there because Parrish's times a lot of times is scarce to do stuff. So um I want I wouldn't mind doing this as a weekly thing if you're down Parrish for this. Um I will try. My shoe job sucks, but I will yeah. try. Um but we have a huge thing coming up in which is the rumble. That's what in, she said. <laughs> Are we talking about when you um, <laughs> And um sponsored by we, we were and this man next to me called out a bunch of people and I tagged a bunch of people and nobody responded on that. Hey, I don't know hey, why. So Parrish, the alarm clock like when do you <laughs> So Parrish is a part of this. So I'm gonna sweeten the pot a little bit. We get crazy oh. title. WrestleMania, crown it. I'm going to say this right now. I will literally make the winner of the Royal Rumble prediction show, whether it's Parrish. Hell, Parrish, get everybody on Love Wrestling on board. Get everybody. We could bring everybody in the community on this. Whoever wins the prediction show, whether it's for their respective podcasts like Love Wrestling, Fightful, you know, I have to stay neutral on this because of the fact that I'm the proprietor of the of the belt and stuff. They instead of the number one contendership at Romania, I'll throw them in the championship match straight out. Okay, so here's the deal. We just did, <laughs> we just did predictions warfare on our show for the last pay per view, and I won. Okay. I'm the reigning, defending, undisputed, undeniable, history making. Record breaking predictions champion on the Rontable Pro Wrestling Podcast. And I'm the longest reigning Love Wrestling Elite Champion. I'll so, throw that on there too. So, since he's to the, the point where champion, I'm the only one who had the balls to actually defend it in a wrestling ring. I'm the, wow, that's fucking awesome right there. Man, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's and do it. Because this. of Plugo and the way he spends our budget, I had to job to an accountant to help the business. <laughs> How about this? I'll, I'll even call this out. And if we can get them over there, because I know Ed, 
asterisk is on and stuff like that right now. Pluggo, if you're listening, come on here next Tuesday. Let's see what you re- reply to this. Yeah, see you next Tuesday. I'll even go out. further. I'll even call out ha- a lot of people I know and I respect. Why not just have this as the biggest event in the community? Love Wrestling sends their representatives. I'll even ask Ed. I think Ed would be down. JPJ probably be down. Help bring Spencer too. And then I'll see what the the crazy crew wants to do, Spencer. and like not. His Let's put on skills are almost as bad as Grayson Waller's technique. You know what? We don't need them. You, you know who Let... get a hold of? Get a hold of the Jabronis. Get a hold of the Jabronis. The Jabroni podcast. They have predictions oh. all the time. I was on their show. It's fucking awesome on that show. Um, yeah, let's let's do it, man. I mean, let's pick some numbers. I'll, I'll even say get it one further because this is the same thing Pluggo used to do. Why don't we go even a little more crazy? I mean, we, this is you know the wicked crazy title also. Why don't we have two belts on the line at WrestleMania besides the wicked crazy crowning? Why not? the body slam.net championship versus the love wrestling championship because the love wrestling championship is owned by somebody who's not even involved in love wrestling ah uh, i didn't know you got to talk to the owner about that one yeah and wrestling bookers are not exactly the greatest of the thinking capacities wow I, are you telling me i'm a better booker on certain things than half the bookers in the world Thanks, I'll take that as a compliment. Well, nope. I mean, I'm just saying all the bookers in the world are morons. <laughs> but but I, please hire me. <laughs> I was gonna say I know the I know the booker at BCW real well. Like that guy is like really close to me. So close that so I can kind of feel him breathing on me. When it comes down to it, I want to be able to you? have this belt go to somebody who can <laughs> I can I just want when this comes down and I have to send this belt out, I want somebody to actually be prideful and defend it, not be like anything else. This is my gift to the community. And this is probably the, and I, other than what's around me now, this is going to be my legacy and as podcasting and wrestling and everything. Cause if tomorrow something happens to me, this title is a piece of me and it shows how much of a good person that anybody can be with. And I like the fact that things. you're doing this. Like I, I will put this over all day, every day, twice on Sunday. So you never know. Like twice Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, exactly. Saturday. Because I, I work worse, damn it. I'm a winner. I, I'm a sole survivor. I, I you, it could be you guys going against each other in a prediction show uh, for where it goes cross between two podcasts, between Love Wrestling and you know, the round table podcast, it could go every way. It's just, this is instead of having a, a, a championship for between shows, why not just have a, a community one where the stakes are high? Everything's a lot worth it. So this is my gift to the community and that belt is going to go to somebody and they have to defend it. It's not like, Oh, I get to keep it and Oh, it's gone. No, if it's gone, you put your own money into it. You replace it and make it look exactly the way it is. Exactly. I'm down with that. So let's do that. Let's get that together. 
And um, yeah, let's uh, sign off right now and let's uh, work our magic on Twitter and make it work. All right. Paris, tell them where you can find you, my friend. Well, if you want to find me, then uh, that means I have to tell you my address, and I don't want to do that. But if you look <laughs> me on the social media, then I guess I can let you know. You can follow me on the Twitter at Chris Parrish, on the Instagram at Chris.Parish, because some asshole decided to take that on Instagram. So I challenged that little son of a bitch to give me back my handle. How dare you? Kill it. Um, but if you want to follow me on Twitch, then you can come to me at the Chris Parish or at Love Wrestling CA, where you can see all of our great shit. BB, I know you're hosting this, but I oh, want to I'm, close I'm just, out. I'm here. With, I'm here with you. Um, yeah. so <laughs> you can find me at uh, the Bad Blood Brand on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. You can find me. Uh, chilling every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night on the Roundtable Pros and Podcast, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, where we break it down and we bring on, you know, celebrity guests like this is throwback right here, and uh, we talk, man, we talk major shit, and we have a great time. So you can find us there on the Bodysam.net network. And I look at it this way: at this point of being on multiple shows with you guys, I am not a celebrity guest. I'm actually possibly <laughs> part of the crew at this point. Um, yeah. Every Thursday night, guys, come by Wicked Crazy Pinfalls, youtube.com forward slash throwback27. Also on the Twitch, 978 at the end. Um, we have Anakin, JMT, and a bunch of great guys over there. Um, happy that I've got a special guest for February. I can't wait to get out in there. I got to make sure this happens. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's just a bunch of friends shooting the shit. The best way, if anybody asks me, well, what's your podcast about? It's just a bunch of friends talking about something they love. And that's the best part every day. And then other than that, you know, go check out, you know, Fightful. Go check out Love Wrestling. Hell, do you a favor, a friend a favor and hit that like, subscribe, and comment on all everybody that's here. Um especially wicked crazy pinfalls and we're very close to getting our twitch goal so if you guys want to hit that up too that'd be appreciated as i say it at the end of every day wicked crazy pinfalls have a good day guys do a good deed pay it forward there's always another day because you wake up and you keep doing what you're doing